You know, this is a pretty fascinating situation, what's going on in comedy clubs, in one in particular in Seattle, where uh, four different comedians, Dave Smith, uh, Louis J. Gomez, Jim Florentine, and Kurt Metzger, have their shows canceled at the Capitol Hill Comedy Bar in Seattle and because apparently they're they're conservatives and they're too much too much on the right and the there's there's some reaction to this and I would love to hear from younger people because you know I'm an old I recognize I every time I look in the mirror <laughs> that I'm an older guy I'm an older guy I'm not I don't know who the newest comedians are anymore i still remember comedians from my past you know um although there are a few that i've seen that i have have enjoyed but these um these four the reasoning behind not having them uh perform seems a little bit sketchy to me they said this is the comedy club now speaking capitol hill that's what the name of the comedy club, Capitol Hill. And they said, after careful consideration and discussions with our team, investors, local comedians, and neighborhood advocacy groups, we've encountered a challenging situation that requires us to revisit the planned shows. Now they're talking about the cancellation of these four conservatives. The, And I'm not saying they're cons- that they even necessarily talk about conservatism in their in their routine. Apparently, though, this this is known. And Capitol Hill said they are known. Capitol Hill is known for its progressive values, and we've received significant feedback expressing concerns about the alignment of these upcoming shows with the neighborhood's ethos. This feedback includes concern from local advocacy groups that are deeply embedded in our community and work towards upholding its values. And so it's like, what? I mean, what's going on in comedy right now? And what's happening with, I mean, Politics is always a part of comedy because, and I think especially now with politics becoming more of our our life, it's hard to escape politics. I don't think it's ever been more difficult, well, for some, for some. I think those of us who are grounded, those of us who live in reality, you know, it's never been more difficult to to escape politics because we see it everywhere. We, We see the results of it, whether it's on the border and on and on and on. Um, and what we see happening in large cities and law enforcement and all, and all of these things and what's going on. So politics is very much the, and I mean, th- there are comedians whose uh, political views I have not agreed with, and yet I have found them like, now again, I'm I'm an old guy, so I got to go back a little bit. George Carlin would be somebody uh, who I've seen before. And and I always thought it wasn't until I started getting older that it, that I had um, and and I'm not sure whether it was because I was getting older or George Carlin was getting older. 
I had a harder time laughing at some of the things that George Carlin was, you know, saying and doing. But uh, but I loved him. I loved him. I just um, and the I I would never, you know, imagine that. Oh, this this is uh, the community's concerned here. We can't have these kinds of. Uh, uh, of values. You never would have heard me when George Carlin, for instance, came and performed. I saw him here in Sioux Falls. Saw him at the Washington Pavilion many years ago. I went and saw him. And um, I would have, even if I were opposed, I I just simply would not have gone. I I wouldn't have made a big stink about it. I would have said, hey, I'm a believer that you should have choices and you should be able to do what you like and the things you enjoy and engage in those things. And so on this issue of comedy, um, this really caught my attention because there are a number of stories about what happened at this, at this Seattle comedy club. And then I ran across this piece by Steven cruiser at pjmedia.com this morning. And the headline caught my attention uh, Cruiser does a, mor- a morning briefing each day, which I uh, always find insightful. Don't always mention it, but but I but I look at it each day. And the headline caught my attention. I'm glad Richard Pryor isn't here to see what woke is doing to stand up. And then he um, he talks about this. Now, again, I, and I don't know if this because you have people who are in comedy who feel closer to it, and he said, you know, I he's got some personal experience then doing stand-up comedy. Started in the early 1980s, and he said it was a big free-for-all. The comedy boom had been booming for a couple of years. Comics had the freedom to do whatever we wanted to do on stage. And he said, okay, nudity was off limits, but... Any rumors you may have heard about me, he said, uh, are probably lacking context, he said. (laughs) But he said the 80s were a good time decade, and there was a lot of creative freedom. And that's, I think, really the question at the heart of this. What's going on is, is creative freedom under assault in our country right now um when you know we, we, you wind up seeing comedians then who are saying as i mentioned the capitol hill comedy bar in seattle saying you know we uh we're known for our progressive values you're a comedy club see that'll that that alarms me right i mean now if that's the crowd you want to appeal to, uh, fine. Um, I mean, that's fine. The um, thing is, I just find a lot of these people on the left are not all that funny. <laughs> They're not funny. They're just not funny. To me, to me, that's that's my own point of view, my own sense of humor. So... This uh, this piece by uh, by Cruiser and he said talking about the eighties he says it was glorious one of the hallmarks of the era 
was that people were eager to enjoy themselves when they went to comedy clubs. Yes, comedy is subjective, but it's easier to laugh when you're looking for a good time. And you've got to, that's what I was, that's what I have always done. You know, if I were going to a comedy club or I was seeing a comedian, my goal is to have fun. I want to have a good time, right? I want to laugh. I want to be entertained. I want to just have, um, and Cruiser writes that much different now today. And he says, these are his words. He says, woke leftism is so twisted that it manages to turn young people into bitter, pinched, get out my lawn types. And they seek to be offended. They want to be offended. And he said, stand-up comedy is one of the last lines of defense of free speech in the country, which greatly offends the woke crowd. They've been coming after comics for several years now. And, yeah, it's, uh, and then he, he refers to this. This story that I ju- I just shared with you about these comedians, the four comedians who were who were told uh, don't ever show up in downtown Seattle again. Um, the and he goes on to say, and I would agree with it. Comedy has nothing to do with community values. I've always thought it was a hu- a shared human experience, right? Comedy. I mean, admittedly, comedy is subjective as uh, it's incredibly subjective. You and I might have extremely different opinions on what it is that's funny. And we may look at things remarkably different. So, but that, but that's some of the beauty of it. I mean, you may, you and I may see a comedian together and you may think he's hilarious and I may, eh. Didn't didn't hit my funny bone for whatever reason. I think a lot of different reasons why comedy may not resonate with you. But honestly, I, it's probably the other way around. I'd be the person more likely to laugh because I, I, I just love laughter. I think the world is too short on laughter. So I enjoy laughing. So I go see a comedy show uh, and I... I don't have any problems. Same thing going to see a movie. If there is something in the movie that that hits me close to home, um, I don't get angry about it. I try not to unless it's just patently offensive. And that's got to be pretty, pretty over the top. I mean, you got to be over the top offensive for me to get wound up. Um, yeah, the most things, it, it might cause me to go, okay, that I recognize that's, yeah, that's me. I, you know, I may see myself in something and go, Ooh, yeah, that's a little uncomfortable because I've done that. That that's, that's me. Um, sometimes you can laugh at that and sometimes you can't. It depends, depends on how close it hits to home. But I enjoy that. I enjoy that experience. 
So the whole idea of community value, do you think it's comedy's job to promote community values? So I'm very curious to get your thoughts on this. 605-336-1320 is the Kello Hotline. 605-336-1320. I mean, I saw this story. My reaction is, oh, great. Okay, here we go again. Now we're going to screw up comedy like we've screwed up everything else. <laughs> Right? We're going to mess up comedy. We 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 got to take the fun out of everything like we have with everything else. Oh, man. It's just eh, drives me absolutely nuts. But there is something to be said. I, I, I think is, you know, the issue of stand-up comedy and free speech. And why then are so, and you see this then even, you know, on issues like um, if you start talking about Israel and you, you know, support for Israel, you're supporting Israel, and the, I mean, the, the angry reaction that you, I mean, even if you were to do that in a, in a light, uh, not that it is a lighthearted situation. It surely is not. But the just the absolute anger and the outrage that's out there, and it, it's infected comedy is what it boils down to. It's infected comedy. And uh, I don't know as a uh, comedian, um, I mean, uh, I certainly am governed by my values, when I host this show every day, I'm certainly governed by my values in terms and in, in understanding what your values generally are. Because you and I aren't in lockstep on everything, but I understand generally where you're at and how you may be looking at the world and life in general and so on. I have a, you know, I hope a pretty, pretty good grip on that. But the uh, this issue of comedy now becoming so divisive, and I find that heartbreaking because, man, there's enough to uh, divide us in the world right now without being able to, uh, uh, I, I've always thought comedy, one of the things about comedy is even if some things, some jokes maybe hit a little bit close to home or, or so on that, you know, you walk out of a comedy club, that would be a time that, that people, you know, everybody's had a good time. They're laughing. They're enjoying themselves, not angry. And then you see the number of people who are storming out. Uh, you, you know what I mean? It's like, you know, one of the questions I always ask myself when I see this, when, when people implode at a comedy club and they just go nuts, and I have a number of questions that, that cross my mind. First of all, why are they even there? Why did they go in? Why did they go into a comedy club knowing that there there may be opinions here that I'm, you know, uh, they're they're going to be poking fun, possibly at me, poking fun at life. Uh, I don't know what they may be 
poking fun at. Um, but you see these folks, you wonder why in the world do they, do they go there to be offended? And it certainly appears like some people do that. That's what they want. They want to be offended. Which then makes no sense for a progressive comedy club to say to conservatives, we don't want you to appear. Because I would say for a crowds that love to be offended, the best thing you could do is uh, hire a conservative comedian. <laughs> oh, that'll drive them nuts. Is that the experience they're looking for? See, that was that has never been my thought when, uh, and I haven't been to a large number of comedy clubs, but I've watched a number of different comedy shows and routines and so on. And again, my goal is always for that, for that, the span of that show, however long it is, whether it's just a brief act or, you know, might have been an act on the Tonight Show or whatever, you know, um, or a full-blown, you know, concert. My goal was always just to have fun to let go of reality for a little bit, maybe look at reality a little bit differently and just have fun and laugh and hoping that the perspectives of the person on stage were going to resonate in one way or another and, and make me laugh. That's all I, that's all I have ever been looking for. So I got to say, I just don't understand the anger that some people you know, I I can't imagine ever getting up. Now, listen, let me preface this maybe a little bit more. If I were to go to a show that I found really offensive, I'm sitting there and I'm like, wow, I just, I can't sit through this. I just can't. Um, there are better things to do with my time. I would get up quietly. When I could, and I'd leave. And if anybody said anything, I would just keep going. I would say nothing. I would just keep going. Let the the show continue. I would not stand up, bring attention to myself, start shouting at the comedian on the stage. You know, where does that come from? I, I, I watch that, and I've seen, I don't, now part of that is alcohol, understood. You get people liquored up because they want to have a good time, so they're liquored up, and when alcohol is involved, we don't make good choices. So that I understand, alcohol, all right. But honestly, unless, do you know how absolutely in blithering intoxicated I would have to be? <laughs> To stand up and start shouting at a comedian, and I mean, I'm not saying that I—it's impossible. That it would never happen. I could never do it. But you know how I, I would have to be so intoxicated that I could barely stand before I would engage in that kind of behavior. I just wouldn't do it. I would just get up. I would leave, and and that would be difficult. It's like, okay, this can be tough. Let's go. I want to get out of here. Let's go. 
And knowing it would be tough, I would just get up again. I wouldn't say anything. I wouldn't react to anybody. I'd just get up. But this inability, I think, of so many in the country then to be able to laugh and to be able to, and with conservative comedians then being singled out over this, one of them was talking to Fox News. This was Kurt Metzger. And he was responding to this on uh, one of the, uh, um, well, this was an interview. It wasn't, uh, Fox News had this story, but he it was uh, a the Jason Rance show. He was talking about it. And he said, uh, what's going on at the club? He said, you know, the people that came to this nonsense, They don't deserve anything except some mockery, some hilarious mockery, he said. And he said, I don't wish the club owner uh, anything bad. I don't want to see anything bad happen to the club owner. But he said, you know, we just have to point this out and ridicule the hell out of it, he said. It has to happen because, like I said, never again. So what you have to do is ridicule these people so badly, he said, it's vital to metaphorically carve their mark in their forehead so they can't pretend that they weren't part of this woke culture. <laughs> and then mock them, but don't, don't ever let them get away with... And he said that this woke nonsense is dying down, and I thought, is that true? I don't know that that's true. I don't know that I've seen evidence that this woke nonsense is dying. I'd like to think it is. Anyway, that was his perspective.